Hey folks, it's Pix and Joel here with a, uh, a special, an unusual episode this time around, but you may have heard us mention this on uh, the previous episode of The Spawn Chunks Proper. What is this, Joel? What are people going to be listening to? So this is the recording of the 2019 Halcon panel that uh, Johnny and I hosted. It was called a Minecraft conversation with Joel Duggan and Pixel Riffs, and we had a number of people at Halcon here in Halifax the weekend of October 27th show up to the panel. It was a lot of fun. Uh, and what we did was we brought uh, Johnny in via a Discord video and audio call, uh, put his audio out into the room so everybody could hear him. I was on mic at the front of the room and everybody could see me because I was there. Uh, but we also recorded it and we had given a, a quick shout out to people in the room to make sure that was okay. Uh, Halcon records all of the panels, but for archive purposes only, they're not public. They're just so Halcon can use them to learn and, and get better as an event. Uh, so we had to clear it with the room. Everybody was cool with it. So we're going to put this out on uh, the uh, the main podcast feed as like a special episode. It's going to in it's going to happen in between episodes 63 and 64. It's just kind of like a fun bonus track for people. Uh, it's about an hour. Uh, we were at the panel from 3.30 to 4.30 local time here in Halifax, uh, and it was it's mostly Q&A. want to set the expectation that it was a mixed room of uh, very young kids that are into Minecraft and their parents, but also some adult players as well. So there's a good mix of, of questions. Uh, the whole thing is, of course, family-friendly. Uh, everybody was on their, on their best behavior at the panel. Yeah, bless uh, them. And, uh, yeah, and the last but not least, there was a bit of a, uh, a tech kind of hiccup or not a hiccup but a, a hurdle we had to get by uh and perhaps johnny you can explain a little bit more about that yeah uh because i was joining via discord and joel was basically uh relaying his audio to me through a laptop that was owned by the convention center and operated by the, the people who are running the tech there we had to record the entire panel from my computer from my point of view basically so what you'll be hearing in the audio for this recording is crystal clear audio of me and discord call audio from joel and it's not going to be quite as clear as our usual discussions are on the podcast but hopefully everything you hear joel uh, say will be perfectly understandable i've listened through the entire thing and i'm pretty sure it's going to be intelligible for the most part and i've done my best to edit out some sections where the audio was a little bit funky here and there you might not hear some people's questions but joel did a really great job of repeating the questions back for my benefit and for the benefit of you guys listening to this uh so hopefully you enjoy this this is our uh live spawn chunks our first ever panel from halcon 2019 and uh roll that tape And welcome to not the Spun Chunks, but a Minecraft conversation from Halcon 2019. <laughs> wow, it sounds like there are people there, <laughs> which is yeah, pretty, there's a few people here. It's pretty awesome. This is exciting for us because um, Pixros and I have been doing this podcast for a little over a year now, but this is the first time we've ever been at a panel uh, at a convention. We've been doing it kind of from the comfort of our home studios for the last little while. Yes, um, unfortunately, I am. I am still not there, <laughs> um, and my apologies for not yeah. being able to make it out to Halifax for this panel. But uh, the Atlantic Ocean had something to say about that. So, uh, you, you're you're hearing me if you're listening to this on our podcast feed, or you guys are hopefully seeing me uh, from across the water in the southern United Kingdom. So, hi, hello, and my name is Joel Duggan. Uh, I am a local cartoonist. I'm from Halifax, Dartmouth. Uh, I've been doing Halcon now for about eight years. Uh, I have a table upstairs. I'm at 426, uh, but I'm also a podcaster. And 
The Spawn Chunks is one of the shows that I do. Uh, the Citadel Cafe is the other podcast I do. It's about sci-fi, geeky entertainment. Uh, but I've also, in the last two years, become very into Minecraft. And uh, Johnny Pixelrips and I actually met when he guested on the Citadel Cafe. Uh, and we started talking about Minecraft. And then we thought, hmm, we should do a podcast ourselves about this game because it's taken over our lives. So I'm not sure how many people in the room are actually familiar with, with Pixelrips and his work. So, uh, Pix, you want to give people kind of like a brief rundown? Yeah, uh, so my online username is Pixelris, P-I-X-L-R-I-F-F-S. Uh, I started playing Minecraft back in 2014 is when I started uploading videos to the channel. Uh, since then, I have been playing Minecraft, I guess, on and off, mostly on, uh, for five years. And right now, my YouTube channel is sitting around 400,000 subscribers, thanks mostly to a series I do called the Minecraft Survival Guide, in which I teach people the ins and outs of survival Minecraft, both starting with basics like how to control the game, uh, which tools to use to break which blocks, and how to stop the creepers exploding in your face. Uh, but of course, after that, there is a whole lot more to Minecraft. There are bosses to defeat, there are, you know, optional objectives to reach, there are player-created objectives to reach. And so that series has now morphed into what can I do once I feel like I've done everything Minecraft has to offer and I'm showing everybody the rest of what Minecraft has to offer, which is a whole universe of stuff that uh, I guarantee some of you may not even have heard of. So I, I look forward to to sharing some of that info with you guys. But uh, yeah, that's where you can find me online. I play Minecraft on YouTube, I stream on Twitch, and uh, I now do this podcast with Joel. And my Minecraft claim to fame is mostly uh, the Spawn Chunks with Pixel Rips, but I also stream. I stream at uh, twitch.tv slash Joel Duggan, and I have a YouTube channel as well. All very small stuff. I can only put out videos uh, a few, couple times a month. But it's the same idea. It's a vanilla survival. Uh, I don't do uh, any kind of tutorials, though. For me, it's mostly let's play, having fun, doing creative builds. Sometimes I'm doing redstone farms. It all depends on, on what I'm in the mood for. Uh, biggest project lately uh, that we've been talking about on the podcast is I've done a fortress farm in the nether, which is a big redstone project. So I've been doing that a lot on stream, hanging out with my community and taking care of the, the arduous task of putting a lot of slabs down in the nether to make sure that everything is going to work properly. But uh, before we even finish talking picks, I noticed a couple of hands shoot up in the in the, in the crowd here. So if anybody has some questions, I know I saw one right up here in the front. And uh, if you got a question, we'd be happy to have them. Oh, okay. A little shy. Yes, sir. For a beginner, what do you recommend? If you first, first get into Minecraft, what, what do you recommend? Uh, so the question, Pex, in case you didn't hear it, was for a beginner at Minecraft, what would you recommend? So are we talking about like gameplay or? Just in general. Just, just in general. So someone brand new, they, they barely know what Minecraft is, they just know it's really cool. <laughs> we already have an answer, punch wood from, from the crowd. Yes, very good advice. That's that's always good to get you started. Um, there are three options, I think, for either getting somebody else into Minecraft or getting yourself into Minecraft. And it's playing with friends, watching YouTube videos or Twitch streams, I guess, and the Minecraft wiki. Because, uh, yeah, playing with friends, obviously your friends are going to know a fair amount about the game. If you have a friend who is just encyclopedic about Minecraft and they seem to know everything, tag along with a couple of their gameplay sessions if you can, just kind of get a feel for it, and then you'll probably get that wanderlust 
quite quickly you'll get the idea of wanting to go off on your own and start your own base and that kind of stuff that that comes very quickly i think joel can attest to that because he was playing minecraft with a couple of friends originally and then suddenly he was building snake mountain from the he-man series uh <laughs> yeah. so yeah there's there's a lot to be said for playing with friends uh if you don't have friends who are into minecraft or if people just can't find the time uh yeah obviously youtube videos there are Minecraft is probably the biggest game on most platforms, uh, give or take Twitch, which kind of fluctuates, but Minecraft on YouTube is huge. There are tutorials out there for everything. There are people starting Minecraft Let's Plays more or less every other day. And uh, yeah, there's there's definitely a, a whole heap of knowledge out there on YouTube. And the Minecraft Wiki has even starter tutorials. There are articles on there which basically tell you how to survive your first night and beyond. And then there is meticulously detailed information about everything you can acquire in the game all of the resources all of the monsters all of the friendly animals that kind of thing so yeah those are the three places i would start if you're interested in more of the technical side too, uh, a solid youtube search on something specific like general questions in minecraft will just get you a mountain of, of feedback and it's hard to know where to start but if you say like i want to make a chicken farm and then you goop if you YouTube that, you'll find a little bit more of a concise list of videos that might be able to help you out. Google Foo is is a transferable skill. That's true. Oh, we have a, a question from a young man. He wants to know the difference between a honey block and a slime block. Uh, I'm going to take a stab at this and pick, you can correct me if I get anything wrong. So, so far, uh, the honey block is something that can be collected in peaceful mode from bees. Uh, similar to how you can collect slime from sneezing pandas in peaceful mode. Uh, the in, in regular mode, though, uh, you'll have slime uh, mobs that you can kill to collect the slime. It's a little bit easier to do that, to find those and kill them, than it is to harvest the honey from the bees. But the main thing about the blocks now is that honey blocks are sticky. So you as a player or an entity will stick to the honey blocks, but a slime block will bounce you uh, as an entity. With blocks, both of those um, blocks, both the honey and the slime block, will stick to blocks, but they don't stick to one another. If you put them up next to each other, they'll slide right by. So, did I miss anything, Pix? I think that's a pretty succinct, uh, yeah, summary of the whole thing. Uh, the the other thing I would note about honey blocks is for anybody who hasn't been keeping up with Minecraft's ongoing development and the new features uh, that you might not have heard of honey blocks. That's because they don't really exist yet. Um, they have been uh put they've been put out in the developmental snapshot versions of minecraft which are um open to the community to beta test features but they aren't in the full release of the game yet so if you're wondering what on earth we're talking about when it comes to honey blocks and bees being in the game uh stick around for a couple of months and you'll get to play with them for real i play minecraft but i i don't see i haven't seen a single bee not even in creative mode so are, are you playing in a snapshot Play on PlayStation, yeah. So that's why you haven't seen any bees, is because they're not in they're not in that version of the game yet. You know how there was like a name contest for the uh, pig thing? Yep. In the Nether, I forget what it was called. It was originally a piglin beast. Yeah. You could choose a name for it. What would you name it? If we had chosen the name for the piglin beast, now called the Hoglin, what would we have chosen for the game? So I'll let you go first. Oh, that's a good one. Um, I'm really bad at naming things. Historically, I have a really hard time naming stuff, especially if it's significant as, like, there's a new creature coming to Minecraft. I'd be like, uh, I don't know, call it Pig 2, the sequel. Uh, so, 
so so i i really liked a community suggestion which was nether warthog because there are already nether warts in the game as a separate item and this whole update seems to be revamping what they are uh and warthogs are obviously a thing so i thought that was a really funny portmanteau of the two but uh, i quite like hoglin we have said on last week's podcast that it's a little bit too similar to Piglin, so we might find ourselves getting a bit confused with the names at first, but I think the name will stick after a while. How about you, Joel? What would you name it if you had the choice? I like simplicity, and uh, during Minecon Live, I covered the event on my Twitch channel, and one of the people in chat liked the idea of another Warthog, but felt it was too long, and then he thought Nether Hog, and it eventually got shortened to Nog instead of hog so we thought nog was a pretty good game we, we thought that it would be a missed opportunity if they if they didn't call it a nog but uh, apparently hoglin <laughs> won out you could you could also throw yeah. eggs at them and then you'd have eggnog <laughs> <laughs> i love it yes what kind of chicken jockeys are there oh that's an interesting question uh i'm pretty sure right now it is just zombies riding chickens or baby zombies riding chickens and baby zombie pigmen riding chickens uh i would like to see more things riding chickens i feel like there is a missed opportunity for chickens to be a a form of transport for all kinds of stuff i also think since players can ride pigs i feel like other other mobs riding pigs would be quite funny because we have spider jockeys we have chicken jockeys not that many pig jockeys out there we have skeletons riding horses, we have pillagers riding ravagers now, but I feel like the humble pig needs a bit more airtime. Out of curiosity, has anyone had an opportunity to try Minecraft Earth in the room? Not yet? Okay, so it still hasn't reached... I mean, sometimes people come from a for Helcon. You mean there's nobody here from Iceland or New Zealand? <laughs> what are the odds? What are the odds? What, what version of Minecraft do you play? Pocket Edition. Yeah. So on Pocket Edition, we've got reports of baby zombies riding sheep or pigs in in, the, in that version. I'm not familiar. Do you play? Have you ever played Pocket Edition, Mike? Uh, I've not played Pocket Edition, but I have played Windows 10 Edition, which is more or less the same thing, just on the PC. And baby zombies in the Bedrock Edition of the game, which covers Pocket Edition, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and the Windows 10 exclusive version. Um, Baby zombies can ride basically anything. I have seen a baby zombie riding another zombie, um, which which feels like a parent's like take your kid to work day, <laughs> but for zombies, um, which which is pretty fun. But yes, they are still terrifying in equal measure. So that's true. Actually, I was saying that more stuff needs to ride pigs. Apparently, baby zombies on uh, on your tablet have that locked down already. What's the hardest monster in Minecraft? I want to say, I want to say, in terms of my own personal experience and difficulty level, I think it's the Wither, but I could be incorrect. What do you think, Pixar? I think the Wither, especially on Bedrock Edition. I have fought the Wither numerous times on Java, and lately I have been a lot more prepared for that fight, so I know what to expect. The first time I fought the Wither on Bedrock Edition. It was a massacre, <laughs> and I I had such a hard time against that thing. So I have a newfound respect for anybody who plays, especially on a tablet. The the people in the in the audience who have mentioned playing Minecraft on a tablet, if you've beaten the Wither, well done. It's really hard. <laughs> I uh, I think the Wither is also the hardest. I I fought the dragon after playing Minecraft for a few months, and 
I didn't find it that challenging. Uh, I, however, I find the winter fight terrifying. <laughs> so, because I just, it's, I find that you're just so much more likely to lose all of your stuff, which is such a headache. Even when you're at the end of the game, it can be kind of a pain in the butt. Um, any uh, other pressing questions? We got any? Yes, uh, I'll go through green shirt. Really have a use for the smithing or the fledgling table other than converting villagers to different jobs? What do you think would be good uses for those? Uh, the question was, right now we don't have uh, uses for the player for the smithing table and the fletching table yet in-game outside of using them as, as villager profession blocks. So what do we think will, will the, the player be able to do with those when the time comes? The smithing table is the one that works for the toolsmith villager, right? Um, right. I am wondering if maybe there is like a new use for tools that's coming up somehow or tools that have more specific uses than just fortune or silk touch. I'm not sure what those would be, but uh, people have in the past requested a way to automatically smelt iron and gold as they mine it so they don't have to take it back to a furnace, that kind of thing. So, you know, being able to enhance tools in that way, in kind of a similar way that you can do in some Minecraft mods, I think would be really interesting. Uh, as for the fletching table, I'm really not sure because crossbows and bows both seem like they don't need a great deal more refinement uh i am hoping that there might be a way to create tipped arrows without having to make um lingering potions because that's how you have to do it in java edition i know in uh, bedrock edition you can create them using potions in cauldrons which i think is a much better system um but I would like there to be a way to create potion-tipped arrows that doesn't involve a lingering potion, because lingering potions require you to get Dragon's Breath, which, for a start, is quite difficult for some people who have trouble beating the Ender Dragon. But for people like me, I've beaten the Ender Dragon a couple of times, and now I am building in the End Dimension, and I don't want to summon the dragon anymore, because when you summon it, it destroys all of the blocks in that area. So... I have a limited supply of Dragon's Breath now, and if I want to create tipped arrows, I have to be very careful about how I make those. I'm kind of hoping that the fletching table will provide another way of doing that. Outside of that, there could be some other kind of functionality that Mojang is keeping secret from us right now, and we don't know yet. Uh, I'm curious about the target block that they announced at Minecon Live this year, and yes. whether or not there might be a tie-in with the target block and the fletching table uh, with there'll be arrows that do different things when they hit the target block. Uh, I'd also like to see some different kinds of arrows. Like I play with Optifine, which is a, a client-side mod that makes Minecraft run a little bit better, but it also gives light to things like when you have a torch or a piece of glowstone in your hand, it actually emits light from you as a player, kind of like holding a flashlight. It does the same thing with a flaming arrow when you shoot it from a bow. When the arrow lands, it lights up that part of the wall or the light of that part of the dark cave. I would love to be able to, without a mod in vanilla Minecraft, do like glowstone tipped arrows and maybe be able to shoot them around and light up a cave temporarily until that arrow disappears. Because sometimes you, you can't reach way up in the ceiling to, to put up, you know, a torch. Uh, that would be really cool. As far as the smithing table, I know we're not going to get a hammer. I want one, but we're not. I know we're not going to get one. But that that's uh, that's the dream. Uh, I'd like them to do, to do maybe some other types of tools that might be more adept at different materials, like maybe, uh, you know, a pick that's better at mining minerals or a pick that's better at mining stone or a shovel that's better at dirt than sand or vice versa. That might be kind of fun. So not necessarily making it 
able to mine more blocks, but something that could make a more specific, you know, like a gardener's trowel or, or shovel versus like a, I'm not sure what you would use, just like a sand shovel, I guess, would what they would call it. But it's something that would make one of one or both of those things a little bit easier. Anything that helps me to mine obsidian faster will be a very good thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, sir. Any more? Was it biomes? Yeah, nether biomes. Oh, nether biomes. Uh, so the question was, do we think there's going to be any more nether biomes added to the game? Uh, and uh, yeah, so uh, during Minecon Live, they announced uh, the nether update. Uh, they don't have a date when that's going to come. Uh, but when it does, they are doing nether wart forests. There's a red one and a blue one, or kind of a turquoise one. Uh, there's also, uh, was it Soul Sand Valley, Pixelors? Yes, I believe so. So when Soul Sand and the Soul Sand Valley is on fire, there's a blue flame. Uh, and I think that was all the biomes that they announced, but they said that there was more coming. Yeah, um, when they have announced stuff previously, they have always been holding a couple of features back for the development versions that, like I was saying, get you know shared with players to play early. So I am hoping that there are more diverse things coming to the nether i don't know what that would be personally i would be happy for them to just add all the remaining colors of netherwart forest because i really like the look of those blocks they look really special and if we could get those in rainbow colors that would be spectacular but i don't know if they plan on making the nether such a colorful place so yeah imagine like green and blue popping up everywhere and they're like wow this is meant to be kind of like the underworld and it's really not anymore um paradise but no i would i would like to see different nether biomes especially the thing i'm looking forward to the most i think is the structures that are going to be new to the nether and i'm wondering if maybe those will only generate in certain biomes or there will be specific things we have to search out to find those our latest episode we had an email question about the piglin bastions where where the piglin are going to live and uh we covered a lot of like speculation on like where that might be like whether it's going to be in fortresses or whether it's going to be in new piglin uh buildings of some sort or a new piglin fortress of some kind and that might end up being in an existing biome or maybe there's going to be a brand new one we don't we don't really know just before we move on out of a show of hands how many people in here are playing the java edition of minecraft wow about half uh and then bedrock or windows 10 and then mobile, have people, like tablets, phones, stuff. All right, so yeah, it looks like we're about a 50-50 split on Bedrock and Java, that's really cool. We, we usually find that the majority, well, it's true, the majority of the players are on, on the Bedrock side of things. Uh, any, uh, yes? Uh, I actually don't have Minecraft yet. Okay. I'm hoping to get it back next year. Uh, I'm not sure what you mean by Bedrock and Java Okay, uh, I'm going to let Pixelrips handle this one because he's a better versed at this. So the question was, I don't have Minecraft yet, but I'm not really sure what we mean by the Java and the Bedrock versions of the game. Okay, uh, I'll try and break this down as concisely as I can. Uh, the Java edition of Minecraft is coded in the Java programming language. It was the original version of Minecraft. Uh, it came out sort of 10 years ago originally and has been updated since that version is only playable on either a pc or a mac you can be running linux if you're a linux user but otherwise windows mac and linux um and i guess yeah that that, that version probably has the most history behind it uh but because uh mobile devices and consoles aren't capable of running java programs they had to develop a version of Minecraft in a different programming language, and that was 
basically what is now the Bedrock Edition, um, which you'll find is just called Minecraft on the title screen, but it's on tablets, it's on the Xbox. Um, the PlayStation 4, I think, is exempt from that. Um, PlayStation 4 kind of has its own thing going on, um, but Nintendo Switch and... Yeah, there is a an exclusive Windows 10 version, the version you buy from the Microsoft Store on a Windows 10 PC, uh, is also the Bedrock Edition. And basically the main differences are that they are coded in two different programming languages. There is slightly different functionality as a result. There are some things that work in the Java version that don't work in the Bedrock version because they have been coded differently. The most contentious of which is Redstone. Uh, Redstone wire is the kind of the electricity of Minecraft and it's what people use to make extraordinary gadgets and stuff like that and there are certain quirks about that in the Java edition and some inconsistencies with the way it works in the Bedrock edition that has the two communities kind of fighting over which version is better. I think the only other thing I would say about Bedrock edition versus Java edition is Bedrock is easier to play with friends arguably because it is more easy to connect to people it has a friends list functionality built into it so if you have a friend who is on an xbox and you want to play from your windows 10 pc you can connect directly to that friend's world as long as your friends on xbox live whereas on java edition typically you can connect to other people's worlds but it's involves setting up a multiplayer server typically or um, Minecraft has its own hosting service called Realms that allows you to set up a world and play with other friends but uh, that that's the main difference I think and so the, the thing that I think is keeping a lot of people attached to the Bedrock Edition is for a start it's accessibility for you know tablets and that kind of thing but also the fact that you can play with friends very easily. The Bedrock Edition also has a tie into the Microsoft Store so if you want to buy maps and experiences and mini games and things like that, then you have access where I don't believe Java has that, right? No, it does not. Um, and typically you will find that a lot of the stuff that is available for the Java edition is made by the community and is available freely. It's, it's often distributed freely. Um, whereas the Bedrock edition has a marketplace where you can buy uh, downloadable sort of skins for your character and maps and other things like that. There is a character creator that is coming soon as well. Um, but yeah, that is that is pretty much exclusively on the Bedrock Edition. The Java Edition is a lot more community focused and it didn't have that marketplace infrastructure built into it because it wasn't launched on the back of something like Xbox Live. It was just kind of its own thing originally. To kind of get a gauge from the room, how many people here are more uh, creative builders, want to build houses and buildings and fortresses and all that kind of stuff? Almost everybody. And is there any redstone heads in the room? Anybody? Ah, oh, we got a few. All right. We got like half a dozen or more. Awesome. I'm just curious. <laughs> just curious where people land. Uh, yes, in the gray shirt there. Yeah. He's think just holding. They're going to make a first person, first person shooter version of Minecraft. Yeah. <laughs> No, I don't think there's going to be. Yeah, the question was, is there going to be a first-person shooter version of Minecraft? I don't, I don't think there will be. I, f I feel like the community does stuff like that themselves, though, because there are mods and there are texture packs that you can apply over Minecraft to reskin some of the items, and there are multiplayer minigame servers out there, especially in the Java edition, that it is possible to join and play a bunch of minigames where the game can look completely different. They've retextured everything and you can play a kind of zombie survival horde mode kind of shooter if you want to, where like a bow is, you know, reskinned to look like more like a gun or something like that. And 
I think Mojang themselves wants to steer away from that kind of stuff because they are more committed to a family-friendly image, but it is certainly possible for the community to do. I think something that I really like about Minecraft is that you can make games within the game, and some people work really hard to create these kind of games and adventures and stuff. And I, I think that's really, really appealing. I'll go with Dominic next, and then we'll go with the blue shirt in the back. So, Dominic, go ahead. We have uh, a theme park being built. We're going to put our creative hats on. Uh, but we're getting stuck with what to fill up the world with. He's got a lot of attractions, but he's trying to fill in the space. So uh, what kind of stuff would we like to see? So I'll start and say, maybe make some market stalls, like to sell things, maybe try to make stuffed animals. Maybe they're huge stuffed animals, we don't know. We could sell stuff like that. Um, depending on how long you work on it, that target block when it comes out will be really handy for mini games, like, like shooting games. Uh, the honey block, which was mentioned earlier, can move entities along and have like a shooting gallery with the bow and arrow and stuff when that comes out sooner at Christmas time. Uh, as far as other things, like even if they're just the facade of, of something that doesn't necessarily work, maybe like um, those kind of attractions where you kind of like waste your money, where you have to like hit something and make a bell ring or, you know, Plinko or maybe even watch some game shows and see what kind of like gimmicky stuff they play on on. TV for money and see if you can't do something like that. Um, heading zoo, if you want, like Kitty Corner, that kind of thing. Or go themed, like you know how some places like Disney World or um, what's the other one I'm thinking of, like the Warner Brothers theme park, the Six Flags. Like every roller coaster has got like it's either Batman or Joker or something. Uh, that could be a fun place to start. And for inspiration, I would check out Good Times with Scar. He's a Hermitcraft player, and he loves theme parks, and he always thinks about that kind of stuff when he's when he's doing his his builds. Um, Pix, what do you think about uh, stuff to fill a theme park? You stole my recommendation, Joel. I was going to say good times with Scott. He he is the he's the obvious choice because yeah, he's so into his Disney stuff, and he did a video recently that was um, Disney rides built in a single chunk of the Minecraft world, so a sixteen block by sixteen block area. The man's a menace. He's just so, so good. So, yeah, I thoroughly recommend checking him out for landscaping inspiration. I feel like that's some of the coolest stuff about theme park design is not even the rides themselves. It's how they dress up the rides to make it a magical experience. Um, so, yeah, I would definitely look into the kind of imagineering side of the Disney parks in particular, just the way they sculpt everything around those rides and disguise them and dress them up as something greater than just a set of tracks that a, a, a car goes down. Um, yeah, I, I think get as much reference material as you can from real world theme parks and, and try and apply some of that because that's where you're going to find the details that don't occur to you if you're just dreaming stuff up yourself at home. That's probably a good place to start. That and, that and Good Times with Scar's channel. I'm going to go with the blue shirt back, yeah. For both of you or for you long runners, what do you think of this about Minecraft or the Nether? Uh, Minecraft in general. So we had a, uh, a long-time player was playing when the Nether first came out on Java. And the question for each of us is, what feature has been added to Minecraft that we dislike, that we think did not help the game uh, at all? Um, I have I've only been playing for about two and a half years, give or take. So. I came in around the World of Color update when they added concrete and, and all those kind of blocks. So 
nothing that they really added since then I felt has been a negative. Uh, what for me, what the, the negative is that I find frustrating as a creative player, like not creative mode, but like I like to build cool buildings and, and areas and stuff is the, the lack of obvious options. So they'll add all kinds of really cool stairs and slabs. You'll have like mossy stairs and cracked stairs and all this kind of stuff. And then there's no cracked slabs. And I'm, why? Why are there no, why are there no cracked slabs? <laughs> it's the one thing that I want and they didn't do it, but they did everything else. So it's, it's the kind of stuff where they feel like they could have, but they didn't. And it just felt like it's such an easy nudge. So it's not a negative on the game. It just is a frustration point for me. Um, but Pixelverse has been playing a lot longer. If you want to wind up Joel on his stream, by the way, just mention the cracked slabs thing. He will, <laughs> he will, he will go off on a tear for a while. Um, for me, lately, it's been pillagers that are possibly the most frustrating thing. Uh, the patrols in particular, because lately I've been doing a lot of stuff with villagers, and I'm fine with pillagers being something that you go to one of those pillager watchtowers, you find an outpost, they're all milling around at the bottom of it, you shoot a pillager captain, and bada-bing, bada-boom, you have bad omen, you get a raid. It's all that fun stuff that they've added with villagers in the most recent update. My problem comes when I am at my base trying to get villagers from my villager breeder to a trading hall where I can outfit them with all of their favorite professions and get lots of lovely trades and get all the emeralds I want. And then I turn a corner and there are six pillagers leveling crossbows at me like I've just wandered into their turf. I'm like, no, this is my base. <laughs> what are you doing here? Typically, hostile mobs mostly spawn at night, so all of the zombies and creepers and skeletons are going to come out at night. And if you sleep through the day, then that is rarely a problem for you. And like Joel, I'm somebody who prefers building, so I tend to stay up during the day doing all of my building. As soon as night starts to fall, I go to sleep. Don't want to deal with any monsters. Pillagers can spawn during the day, and the light level does matter, but I don't want to grid torch my entire base so that I can stop them from spawning. So the fact that they spawn at random in large quantities, and they always have a guy who can make your day infinitely worse by giving you that bad omen effect and starting waves upon waves of pillagers coming to your base, that's something I'm not fond of, and that is something I would definitely like to see them making some small improvements to in order for it to be less disruptive to a player's daily routine uh, let's go with hellboy so i think it's actually quite amazing that minecraft is here it's a family yeah. like eight years ago and so for 25 dollars at the time and we're still playing uh but now microsoft you know the largest company in the world has bought it i mean how is there a risk at the java side that that's just going to fall away been playing Minecraft for a long time. Really enjoyed the fact that they paid for it once uh, and have been playing for you know eight or ten years. But there's a wonder or question of, of concern where now that Microsoft owns it, whether there's going to be some lag in the Java development because they're not making money there on Java because there's no new or not as many new customers on Java as there will be on say Bedrock that can monetize through the Microsoft Store. Uh, the Xbox um, subscriptions, that sort of thing. Uh, I don't have the history with the game that a lot of people do, but from, and I, I mentioned this quite a bit because we get, not snarky, but sometimes we complain about the way that the Java game is going on the podcast, all in good fun and all in good conversation. And I always, you know, I always like to take a moment so like, yes, I realize I'm complaining about a game that I paid $35 for three years ago and have not paid into anything else since. So it's this fun feeling of like, yeah, I'm complaining, but why? <laughs> 
Um, but for me, I think the way that they're approaching it is through the maps, the downloads, and there's enough of a market with the play together on Bedrock and um, like that sort of move that it balances out the, the Java community. Um, I also feel like they have other uh, titles coming now. You've got Minecraft Earth that is in beta in, in Ireland, uh, Iceland and New Zealand, and you've got that coming hopefully to major countries before Christmas. And you've got My Minecraft Dungeons that's coming out next year. Now that they've already said is going to have uh, updates, like it's going to be kept up like Minecraft is. They've not said whether you have to buy those updates, whether it's like a small, like a DLC or something. I would imagine it might be. Um, but so they've got other ways to monetize. And it seems like the way that they want to monetize is through cosmetic stuff, you know, downloading maps, the skins and that sort of thing. So um, I think they might be relying on Bedrock to fund Java, but I don't know that for sure. That's just an outside um, observation. Uh, Fix, what do you think? I actually started playing PC Minecraft basically around the time that Mojang was acquired by Microsoft, which is about five years ago now. And in those five years, I have seen very little change about the way they approach the Java edition of the game. So I think that a an understanding has been reached between Mojang and Microsoft that the Java edition of the game needs to persist because it's where the community has its roots. It's the version that most of the developers at Mojang are comfortable coding because as far as I'm aware, a lot of the Bedrock edition of Minecraft is developed in the USA, whereas the main Mojang office is still over in Sweden. And it seems like that is where all of the creative stuff for Minecraft comes from, is from the Java edition. That's where everyone has had the experience of like, the, we are the the people who generate the ideas for Minecraft. They come from that office and then it gets transferred to the Microsoft office who then develops Bedrock Edition on, on the same creative guidelines. And that has probably reached more of a a parity. Now parity is a word that gets thrown around a lot these days. You may have heard it. Um, there's a, uh, a certain amount of collaboration that goes on now that maybe wasn't present before. But I think that has just made the Bedrock Edition of the game better. I don't think it's making the Java Edition of the game worse. I don't see the financial side of things being a huge problem because as Joel said they're developing new titles they are finding ways to treat Minecraft as you know not not like it's sacred but treat it as something that you can still make a profit out of without jeopardizing the goodwill of the community they seem to be very very careful about this in my experience and that is something I hope continues a screenshot right here you know how to build do I know how to build a slime block piston door? I don't actually. I, I've been playing Minecraft for like two and a half years and I do not, I've never built a slime block piston door in any of the things that I've done. I, I put a wooden door on it or it's just a tunnel <laughs> and, I don't, and I don't worry about it. A lot of what I do actually is uh, underground stuff. Like it's a water elevator or a drop. And so I, it's not even a door. It's like a 20 block to vertical <laughs> drop into my base. <laughs> yeah, oh, I, yeah, I, I definitely, I have no interest in hardcore. I put so much time into my world, I would be very upset if I played hardcore. I, uh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. I've uh... <laughs> nice. <laughs>
I've just been blasted text the rest. We're done. <laughs> I, because I'm not a hardcore player. It, that's it. I'm not. I'm not allowed. In, I'm not allowed in the game anymore. <laughs> Uh, so, Pixel, I know that you recently did some piston work. Did you, you recently did a piston door, I believe? It's a piston door. It's not a slime block one. The slime block ones are a lot more advanced. And personally, now, now that I've seen what is possible with the honey block, which we mentioned earlier, I am waiting for that to really get into slime block piston door stuff. Because the fact that you have eff effectively two things that act as sticky materials that don't stick to each other the slime block and the honey block can act independently of each other. That has made the whole piston door creating community incredibly happy. And I've seen some stuff in the last 24 hours that is just mind-blowing. So personally, I'm going to wait for that, both because it seems like something that allows for a greater range of creativity with piston doors, but also it I think is going to make things seem a lot easier. It's going to eliminate a lot of the problems that currently exist with using slime blocks to move stuff around that I think is going to open up a lot of possibilities. So personally, that's my excuse anyway, is that I'm waiting for honey blocks because I'm currently too stupid to do anything with slime blocks. So we are going to make some time for more questions, but before we move on, uh, Pix, I know that you had an experience over the last week or so, and we're going to go into detail on our podcast tomorrow on the Spawn Shucks, but do you have anything that you can tease the audience with uh, about what you experienced over the week in Minecraft? Uh, I can tease you with an entire video if you want to go and visit my channel, but I will try my best to not advertise that to you and instead describe it. So uh, in, uh, in London this week, uh, NVIDIA, the graphics card company, were inviting a bunch of people who are, you know, Minecraft YouTubers and content creators to come up and try Minecraft with RTX, which is effectively a collaboration between Mojang, Microsoft, and NVIDIA to bring real-time ray tracing, or path tracing more accurately, to Minecraft Windows 10. Uh, so this is the Bedrock edition of Minecraft, not the Java edition, although Java players, don't worry, the hope is hope is on the horizon. Um, basically, it's it looks like what you might have seen if you've seen Java Edition played with shaders. It adds a realistic lighting engine into Minecraft. You have rays of the sun filtering down through the trees uh, and into caves, and you know spotlighting on um, you know diamond ore or whatever happens to be in this cave. Uh, I was able to play a couple of different maps. The first of which was a kind of pre-built world where people had set up, you know, a few different areas for you to walk through to get the fullest idea of what this, you know, new lighting engine could do. And this is not necessarily something that is going to replace the way Minecraft currently looks. It seems to be an option for people with the newest range of NVIDIA graphics cards. So that is probably reducing the number of people down even further than it is if it's just the version for Windows 10. Because as far as I know, sorry to disappoint those of you who play on other platforms, but it does not seem to be coming to mobile devices, Xbox, PlayStation, anything like that, because they simply don't have the new graphics card capability to keep up with it. Uh, but you could walk through these different areas and, um, you know, lava was glowing orange as you walked past and it was lighting the cave around it in ways that lighting in Minecraft currently does not. Um, if you placed a piece of glowstone, it would immediately illuminate everything around you. Um, if you walked through 
um, an icy area and there were light sources around. You had all of these reflections. If you walked through a treasure room filled with gold and diamond blocks, they all had reflective surfaces. And the cool thing about this path tracing technology that is new to these graphics cards, at least as far as real-time gameplay goes, it's something that's been around in the movie industry for 15 or so years, but it was always something that you had to render a single frame over an entire weekend. Um, <laughs> uh, it was... It was really cool because you could see some blocks reflected in other blocks. So the light is actually hitting that block and rebounding onto the other block and it's creating reflections of reflections. A limited number of times because that's all that the technology can really handle at this stage. If you had infinite reflections like you do in real life, then your computer would probably melt into a pile of ashes. But uh, the second map I got to walk around was the one that really excited me because for a start there was a completely different texture pack and it's always interesting seeing Minecraft in a different style but there were glowing light sources of different colors and it was actually lighting up the room in that color so if you walked into a room that had a red light in it all of the walls were lit in red and colored lighting is one of the things I've wanted in Minecraft for the longest time and isn't really possible with the limitations of the current Minecraft engine as far as I know uh, and it's something that they have tried to put in the game in the past and decided against because it's technically too difficult. And then at the end of this long corridor where there were all of these interesting lighting blocks off to the side in different rooms, there were three doors with a red block, a green block, and a blue block behind them. And you could see how the colors combined the way real light does. So you would open the red door and the blue door and it would create purple on the ground in front of you. And that's something that just isn't possible in the current version of Minecraft. And yes, this is where I'm going to plug my YouTube channel a little bit and go ask you to go and take a look at this when you uh, head home later because it has to be seen to be believed. I don't feel, I, I titled the video kind of provocatively, is this the future of Minecraft? I don't know if it is. It's the future of Minecraft for a very small, very select number of people. But it's still something really interesting that I've never seen before. And part of playing this game for a number of years and making the type of videos that I do where I'm unpacking the game to the fullest of my ability, the fact that this game can still surprise me is really interesting. And so that's what excited me about the whole experience. Uh, yes, gray shirt. If you could, would you wear a mask Minecraft glasses in real life and make everything look like Minecraft? <laughs> so the question is, if you could in real life wear Minecraft glasses uh, and make everything look like Minecraft, would you do it? Uh, I, I have an interest in trying Minecraft in VR. I haven't had an opportunity yet, but that kind of thing really appeals to me. I don't know if I'd like Minecraft augmented reality on glasses. We're going to find out what it's going to be like on phones with Minecraft Earth. Uh, but for me, I think VR Minecraft would be kind of be where I would want to go. Um, Pix, any thoughts on, on Google Goggle style <laughs> Minecraft? I, like you, I'm looking forward to seeing what Minecraft builds look like in the real world with Minecraft Earth. I think that's as far as I'm comfortable with it getting, um, mainly because I don't think my wife would appreciate being looked at and she's just a blocky person on the other side of the room. I feel like she would, she might take issues with that. But um, yeah, uh, aside from maybe putting a strain on my marriage, it seems like a fun idea. And I, I, like, I like the fact that they've now given us more options to do stuff like that with Minecraft Earth. Any uh, game or podcasting related questions? Uh, yes, in the back. Um, do you ever get to, say, lag prevention or reducing lag in, as your world gets larger? 
So the question was, uh, on our multiplayer server for me, for the Citadel, or on your uh, survival guide world, are we ever going to get to the point where we have to implement lag prevention uh, to make sure that the world doesn't lag out? Uh, I We've had some server lag on the Citadel, but it's mostly to do with player position. It doesn't seem to be anything that's happening with like farms or the world crashing. Granted, we're not super active. We've got eight whitelisted members, and I want to say only half of us play on a regular basis. And we're not the style of player that just goes thousands of blocks in any direction and just kind of does stuff way out in the wilderness. We all kind of play together and build together. And when we build our next thing, we kind of want it to be in view of what we've already built. So we only ever go a couple hundred blocks at a time. Uh, I've also taken steps uh, to... With the 114 update, I trimmed the chunks of our existing world. So where we had gone looking for like a jungle and not found one, uh, and it was just wide open ocean or just wasted uh, space, when we wanted to load new chunks in those zones, I deleted them from the world file after making a backup and then re-uploaded that to the server. Uh, and so now when we want new content, new villagers, new biomes, we don't have to go as far. That also helps with a long-standing world of now two and a half years that uh, doesn't have a lot of lag associated with it. Um, we also don't have a lot of redstone farms going in the spawn chunks. Uh, really, um, the only redstone farms are farms that you have to like go to, be at, and, and play at for them to work. Uh, so unless everybody is at a different farm, we don't really notice much of lag on the server. Uh, as far as single world player world, so uh, Pixelworks, what's the survival guide looking like as far as lag? Uh, it's fine because I'm the only one there. So if there oh, yeah. is, for a start, if there is lag, I am to blame and I fully accept that. But also if there is any kind of issue, then it's because I'm loading something in myself. Whereas on a multiplayer server, there can be multiple players and one person on one side of the world has a really big, really complicated redstone contraption that's causing a lot of lag and somebody else who's just trying to mine a block on the other side of the world is trying to mine the same block several times because the server can't keep up with what they're doing. Um, and this is a problem I have had on a server that I host for my patron community. And right now, the performance on multiplayer servers for the latest version of Java Minecraft is just not good. And it's been well documented that it's really bad. I've even talked to some server hosts recently uh, about whether or not they're communities are having the same experience it's happening to everybody so i think the only solutions to that are to wait for certain bug fixes which are coming in the next update and are hopefully going to improve performance or there are some general lag busting tips that you can follow but i have followed a number of them right now for my multiplayer server and it's not gone all that well uh so i think i think it is minecraft's fault right now that a lot of that is happening unfortunately We've probably got time for two more questions. We've got about five more minutes left, I believe. Uh, anybody that has not had a chance to ask a question yet have one. Uh, yes, in the gray sweater. We've got a question about uh, tips for new people to Redstone. Uh, what are some of the tips that we would recommend? Uh, I would say YouTube is going to be a friend there. Um, I, Rather than send you, sending you on an empty search, I would look up maybe someone like Mumbo Jumbo. Uh, I find that Iskall85 does a lot of... A, a good job of explaining. He, his builds are usually in uh, his Let's Play videos, but when he does it, he has, does a good job of explaining what he's doing and why. Um, even though he might not do it like right in front of you, he'll at least explain it afterwards. 
Uh, and one of the guests that we've had on the Spawn Chunks was Logical Geek Boy. Uh, and I forget his co-host, Kaktoris, but Logic is doing like a welcome to Red Zone. Here are the basics and what you need to know to just start out. Uh, so look up Logical Geek Boy as well. Pixaros, who was his co-host on that? Uh, that was Methods from the SciCraft server. And SciCraft is known for doing very expansive, very complicated redstone contraptions and pushing the limits of what's possible with that stuff. So visit their, you know, their channels with caution if you don't want to be blown away, maybe best avoided. But uh, yeah, I, I do double down on uh, Joel's suggestions there. Mumbo is fantastic at making simple tutorials for small redstone gadgets and some larger stuff later on. Uh, and he's very good at explaining how certain stuff happens. His Let's Play stuff feels like he's sort of muddling through and making mistakes all over the place, but when it comes to tutorial stuff specifically, he is dead on, he's family-friendly, and he's very, very good at what he does. Most of the, by the way, most of the people and resources that we recommend are family-friendly, including the podcast that, that we do. Uh, we got time for one more quickie. Uh, yes? We could add a mob to Minecraft, what would we add? Okay, if we could add a mob to Minecraft, what would we add? I'll start with you, Pixel. I'm still waiting for them to add ostriches to savannas. They promised this in a previous Minecon. Ostriches are by far the funniest animal that exists on this planet, and I will not rest until I see them implemented into Minecraft, just so I can go to a savanna and laugh for 20 minutes and call it a video. Because, yeah, <laughs> I, 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 love, I love how ostriches move. They just look like comedy gold, and if they attack the player, so much the better, because I want to see an ostrich chasing somebody across a savanna. It's probably going to be me, but when it is, I'll be laughing the entire time. Yeah, another thing to write. I have a weaker answer. I, I like ambient mobs. I would like more birds, things, squirrels, bears. I don't necessarily want to be attacked or have to kill them. I just want stuff around when I'm in the woods so it doesn't feel really, really weird. Uh, something that adds life. Uh, something that you could maybe somehow lure into your build and make it look like there's some, some cool stuff happening. So um, I can't remember what episode number, but we talked about this. I think one of our listeners wrote in. Uh, that's all the time that we have. Unfortunately, I'm going to wrap things up. I'm going to keep this quick. You can find us at thespunchunks.com or by name wherever podcasts are found. iTunes, Android, Stitcher, Spotify, YouTube. Easy to find. Uh, my name is Joel Duggan. Uh, he has been Pixel Riffs. Uh, I really appreciate you guys coming out today. This was fantastic. I'm at table 426 upstairs on the fifth floor. If you want to come say hi, talk a little bit more Minecraft. i got a couple of little postcards I can give out to. Uh, and uh, I also have art upstairs, too. So if you're into TV Spider-Man and stuff, then like, come say hi anyway. Uh, any last parting shots, Pixel Rose? Um, just a reminder to go to Joel's stream on Twitch and bug him about cracked half slabs. Uh, my name has been Pixel Riffs. You can find me on YouTube. You can find me on Twitch as well. Just search for Pixel Riffs and you'll you'll find me. Uh, thank you so much for coming to the panel. Really appreciate it. And thank you for bearing with the kind of cobbled together technical setup we have here. Really appreciate you guys turning out and enjoy the rest of Halcon. <laughs>